Production. Recorded live. Yes, folks, we're back for episode number 43, a couple days late, but we're still here and kicking. However, for WCW Wrestling Revisited, I am your host, Marty McFly of Wrestling Revisited, here on a rare Thursday, September 21st, 2016. One seven two four 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 seventy forty four caller ID number one three nine nine two six pound and you can join us now. We will be here for the next hour or so, taking you back in our wonderful time machine of a time and place <coughs> of yesteryear. Excuse me, folks. Sorry about that. Anyway, uh, I am your host, the usual host of our radio every Monday, but today, however, just for one day only. However, we've been bumped a few days uh, because of prior obligations, but we're back here this afternoon to take you back in our wondrous time machine to a time and place. And today, folks, we're going to take you back to almost a year ago. Yes, folks, one year ago, 2015 to be exact, and the event that we're going to talk about today is NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Yes, folks, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Part 1. Of course, as you know, last year, NXT, of course, for the first time, uh, got out of its Full Sail University home down there in Winter Park, Florida, just outside of Orlando, and decided to uh, expand its uh, fan base, if you will, to the biggest stage of the mall, however, and that is the world to see. And as a result, however, they did see quite a show here on this night, as it was held the night before SummerSlam 2015, however, as 15,589 packed into the Barclays Center. As you know, the following night, of course, SummerSlam was held there at the same venue, 15,702 packed into the venue. And, of course, this past year, NXT TakeOver was held in Brooklyn once again as 15,670 packed into the venue, while the following night, of course, it was over 15,974. So for the last couple of years, it seems like Brooklyn has become quite the home of NXT, however, in New York. However, of course, the theme song going into the show, however, is We Like It Loud by the group Sleeping With Sirens, and boy, did they like it loud that night, however, a year ago in Brooklyn, as I had a chance to watch this video recently once again. And I got to tell you what, folks, it is one of the better videos you want to watch out there on the WWE Network or in general. I mean, it was so exciting. I mean, I could hardly contain myself. So with that said, folks, let's take a look and tell you about what happened prior to the show. Of course, going into the show, of course, as you know, the big story was the world's title situation in NXT. Of course, earlier, <clears throat> a few months before, however, we saw a brutal match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Of course, Kevin Owens defeating his one-time best friend, Sami Zayn, to uh, win the NXT title, of course. And as a result, that happened, of course, back in February. But a few months later, Sami Zayn demanded a rematch, however, should I say a matchup against his former best friend, Kevin Owens, who basically betrayed him, however, after Sami had won the NXT title the year before in December. As a result, these two went at it twice, however, and as a result, however, Kevin Owens each time came out victorious, however, as the overall winner, the first time being in February, of course, by defeating his one-time best friend, if you will, however, Sami Zayn, and as a result, however, taking home the NXT Championship. Well, a few months later, of course, uh, Sami Zayn demanded a rematch of uh, Kevin Owens, if you will, and told Commissioner William Regal he wanted a rematch against his former best friend as much as he didn't want to do it. Uh, and, of course, William Regal granted his request, and the two of them put on a pretty good matchup in front of the NXT Universe. But heading into this show, however, Kevin Owens had a bigger tall order ahead of him. However, he got called up to the WWE main roster, of course, just three weeks before this event, however, in Brooklyn, 
last year and on his very first night defeated John Cena. That's right, John Cena to win the U.S. title, if you will, and shock the world, however, as he made the splash from the NXT roster to the main roster, however, and showed Mr. John Cena a thing or two, however, and who runs the place now, and it turned out to be a, quite a debut for Kevin Owens. Also, we had some great other matches on the show, of course, as you know. Uh, prior to that, of course, Kevin Owens and Finn Balor went at it, however... Before this event, however, in Tokyo, Japan, however, this was just a few weeks before Owens was to make his main roster debut. Unfortunately, Owens did not hold the NXT Championship anymore because apparently Finn Balor, yes, folks, Finn Balor, the Demon King, if you will, surprised everyone, however, by taking away Owens' title, however, and proclaiming himself the new king of NXT. Of course, this did not make Owens very happy, and of course, he demanded Commissioner Regal, however, that Balor faced him again in a rematch, of course, and as a result, the two of them were set for a rematch here in Brooklyn, however, that was deemed the first ever ladder match in NXT, excuse me, the second ladder match ever in NXT history, the first, of course, being uh, the year before in NXT, but this time, however, in front of the entire audience to see outside of Full Sail, however, the fans in Brooklyn were in for a treat as they would see the Demon King, the new world's champion, Finn Balor, who shocked the world in Tokyo, if you will, by ending uh, Kevin Owens' reign, however, and, of course, uh, proclaiming himself the new king of NXT. Finn Balor, the Demon King, if you will, was looking to hold on to that title a little longer, however, if you will, after proclaiming himself the champion just a month before. As a result, this would be the first takeover event held outside of Full Sail University, and they promoted the show for weeks on end, however, prior to this event, as the next uh, generation of WWE on the biggest stage yet. Well, they did take a big step here, and as a result, however, these two, of course, referring to Bauer and Owens, would be uh, getting into each other's face over the next few weeks, however, prior to this event, however, and finally, the week before the show in Brooklyn, however, Commissioner Regal announced to the world, however, that unlike this time, however, what had happened a month before, however, a couple months before Sammy and Kevin Owens, this time they would settle it one-on-one, however, in a ladder match. As a result, however, Finn Balor, after getting his uh, opportunity by winning a tournament to become the new number one contender. Fowler did get an opportunity to go after Owens, however, but unfortunately, however, he would have to wait a little long, a little bit, however, before proclaiming himself the champion. <coughs> Excuse me. As a result, one month before this event, these two would come to blows, however, in Tokyo, Japan, at the Beast of the East special in Japan, where Fowler, of course, is big name who has a big name and famous over there. Owens pretty much the same way. As a result, the two of them tore down the building there in Japan at the Beast of the East special in Tokyo. And as a result, however, because of this, however, we would see what would happen, however. And that was, of course, Finn Balor shocking the world in front of over 8,000-plus fans, however, and becoming the new NXT world champion by denying Kevin Owens a chance to leave Brooklyn with the gold. Excuse me, not Brooklyn, Japan with the gold. As a result, these two would come to blows a month later, however, and they would settle their differences in the ring. Well, with that said, let's talk about the other matches on the card and get into the overall consensus of the show and give you my rating. So without further delay, let's begin. The first match of the night, of course, was a very unique match, also made by Commissioner Regal, of course, Tyler Breeze, better known to you all as Prince Pretty Hour, Mr. Gorgeous himself, taking on Jushin Thunder Liger. Yes, folks, Jushin Thunder Liger, of course, former WCW Cruiserweight and multiple-time champion in uh, 
the IWGP area, of course, as you know, he has been wrestling for a long time. He is a very unique uh, wrestler known as the shooting star, the symbol of junior, of course. He has held the WCW uh, Cruiserweight Championship, however, once, however, but he has also held the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship a record 11 times, as well as the Junior Heavyweight Championship of the Tag Team Division six times. Uh, he has been wrestling, of course, since 1984, of course. He is still wrestling to this very day at the age of 51. Uh, at one point, a couple years ago, many people thought uh, he would not wrestle anymore due to some health issues, but he did come back, however. And as a result, he returned to the ring, however, after some serious health issues, however, and once again shined ever so brightly for the fans uh, there in the land of the rising sun. As a result, Commissioner Regal called Liger a few weeks before this event, unbeknownst to Tyler Breeze. And as a result, however, him and Tyler Breeze went at it, however, in the opening matchup, however, here in Brooklyn. As a result, however, the fans responded very well to Liger. Of course, they were very happy to see him back here in the States for the first time in a long time. Meanwhile, Tyler Breeze, known as Mr. Gorgeous or Prince Pretty, whatever you want to call him, however, got a mixed reaction from the fans, mostly people booing him in more ways than one. And as a result, however, Liger won here with the Liger bomb on Tyler Breeze to win the first match in over eight and a half, near nine minutes. Uh, my thoughts about the match, it was very good, very entertaining. The fans were definitely excited, as I said, to see Liger and Breeze put up a good fight to start out the show. And uh, overall, I thought uh, it was a good way to kick off the show here in Brooklyn. Up next, of course, was the NXT Tag Team title matchup involving Blake and Murphy, uh, taking on uh, the Bot Villains. Of course, Blake and Murphy were led to the ring by now NXT, former NXT, now WWE diva Alexa Bliss, while the Vaude Villains, Aiden English, and Simon Gotch, who ended the reign, of course, of the Ascension, believe it or not, the year before, of course, uh, were looking to uh, get their names uh, in print, so to speak, and end the reign of uh, Blake and Murphy's, however, as they were led to the ring by Livia Bates, better known to you all fans as Blue Pants, as a result, however, uh, this was a great matchup, however, between these four. Of course, they always found a way to do very good work with each other. And as a result, Gotch and English here on this night, despite the fact of giving them mixed emotions, however, did execute their finisher, the Whirly Dervish, however, to record the pinfall and win the NXT Tag Team titles. Uh, this match went 10 minutes and change. Again, it was a good match. I thought all four of these guys did very well. It seemed like any time these four guys were always in the ring against each other or against other people, um, as far as the other teams go, they would always put on a good show. But on this night, uh, this was a very, very good match. I thought uh, English and Gotch looked really good here. Uh, uh, Blake and Murphy did as well. Of course, they are now known as the Revival. They have had some battles over the years with uh, other teams, of course, in NXT, including American Alpha. And uh, Mojo Raleigh and Zack Ryder, better known to you all as the Hype Bros. So uh, they have had some really good chemistry with other teams as well. But uh, overall, this was a very good match, and I thought all four of them fought very, very well. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, overall, however, uh, let us continue on now with our next match, which was Ty Dillinger, the Perfect Ten, taking on the debuting of Apollo Crews, better known as Yuha Nation. Uh, Apollo Crews, of course, was brought in on this night, however, uh, to begin his NXT debut and on his birthday, no less. However, he did not disappoint whatsoever against the so-called Perfect Ten. As a result, uh, some people eventually found that this match to be not one of the better matches of the night. I kind of had mixed emotions about it myself at first. Uh, watching this, um, overall, could have been a lot better, I thought. 
But uh, that being said, it is what it is, you know. And as a result, Apollo Crews won in less than five minutes, defeating the Perfect Ten, Ty Dillinger. Um, a quick side note here. Uh, my opinion about Ty Dillinger just amazes me that WWE has not given him a chance to come up to the main roster yet. I'm really surprised that he is still down in NXT. I thought he would have been up by now, especially with his new arrogant attitude that he's been portraying over the last several months, calling him the Perfect Ten. Um, I do expect him to come up at some point. Uh, to the roster, maybe. The question is, when will he do that? I really don't know. Uh, but I can tell you right now, uh, some of these people that are in this uh, card here tonight are, are on the roster right now, both Raw and SmackDown separately. Uh, some of them are doing okay and pretty good. Uh, some of them could be doing a lot better. Case in point, Tyler Breeze and the Vaudevilles, I think they could be getting a lot of better push, if you ask me. Uh, right now, they're just not getting over, it seems like, with the WWE audience. Of course, Tyler Breeze at one time thought he was going to be getting over by teaming up with Bandango and calling himself Breezango. And they're kind of doing okay with that, however, as far as teamwork goes, but uh, lately they haven't done much. Uh, the Vaudevillains, I mean, personally, I thought they could have come in with a better entrance. Of course, they made their debut a few months ago in the roster with the WWE, but uh, really haven't done anything, anything exciting as of yet. Um, I do expect possibly maybe barring injury, barring any personal issues, maybe within the next couple of months, maybe within the next year then, possibly uh, they'll get noticed. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, obviously. Uh, as far as Blake and Murphy go, they're just like Ty Dillinger. I feel I think that they should be up on the roster right now. I think they would be a great team to watch. Uh, they're very exciting and entertaining, no doubt about it. And uh, they bring a lot to the table. Of course, they've been battling teams, as we said, uh, down in NXT as of late. People like American Alpha. Uh, like the Hype Bros, um, like other teams. So uh, I do think within the next year you could see maybe the next uh, couple people from NXT make their way to the roster in the form of Blake and Murphy and possibly the Perfect Ten Ty Dillinger. Uh, where they put them and what they do with them, I have no idea at this point. All I can say is it's going to be very interesting to see when they come up. Uh, but... Uh, that being said, I think right now they need a little bit more work in NXT. Each of these guys do. And I think if they get a little more work in them, however, they'll be ready to go hopefully when they come up to the roster, either before the end of this year or early next year. Um, a quick side note of this matchup, Dave Meltzer, when he uh, rated this show, of course, rated this the worst match of the night, and I kind of agree with him. It really wasn't that exciting. I thought it could have been and should have been done a lot better, even though Paul Cruz uh, did not impress me at first, however, he has grown on me since. However, I think that WWE is really missing the boat with him at this point. I don't know why they continue to de-push him. It just doesn't make any sense at all. But that's just me, I guess. Maybe you're entitled to your opinion, maybe not. But uh, I'd love to hear from you about this. Uh, so that being said, there you go. one seven two four 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 seventy forty four. Call ID number one three nine nine two. uh here and you can join us here for the next 45 minutes as I am taking you back in my time machine here today. Of course, usually we have two people join us, including the King of Kings, Shorty Smith, King NWO, which by the way, you can listen to him and Michelle with an odds tonight at 7 p.m. on Top Heel Inc., beginning there at 14562. Of course, they will talk about the past and current heels of yesteryear. And of course, don't forget tomorrow night, beginning at 7 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, a very special two hour edition of the Women's Revolution show with your host, the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds. Caller ID number 139927Pound. Of course, Michelle will be talking about TNA, ROH, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, and of course, this week's upcoming pay per view. By the way, a quick uh, note here this Sunday's uh, show. 
uh, on Revolution at 5 p.m. Listen to all the gang, of course, get their bets in and also predictions in for the Clash of the Champions, as we will be doing a very special Clash of Champions pre-show beginning at 5 p.m. here on TalkShield and Revolution. That begins at 5 o'clock this week. Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw, the Black Widow, Michelle Lindons, Mr. WCW, as I mentioned, Dora T. Smith, myself, along with whoever who else comes on the line, we will be giving on you our predictions and thoughts. The call ID is 138055-POUND, and of course, that will begin this Sunday at 5 p.m., ladies and gentlemen, until 6 p.m., however, here on TalkShoe. And of course, uh, don't forget tonight, 145062, begin at 7 p.m. till 8 p.m. You can listen to Gerard and Michelle on Top Heel Inc. And then, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow night, the Black Widow and Gerard will be back for a special two-hour edition of Women's Revolution 139927-pound, as it should be a very action-packed Women's Friday night show there with the Black Widow, Michelle Lindos. Of course, you can listen to Michelle each and every week from 8 to 9, usually. But tomorrow night, because of a preemptive uh, matter, however, at the moment, however, that show has now been bumped up to 7 o'clock rather than 8 o'clock. So start your weekend off with a bang with the Black Widow beginning at 7 p.m. tomorrow night till 9 p.m. Of course, you can listen to Wolfpack Radio tonight at 9 o'clock here on TalkShoe. Call ID 135-8521-POUND. Of course, we'll be back on with Revolution tomorrow night, 138055-POUND. And as I mentioned, we'll also have a very special edition of Revolution for you this Sunday. And don't forget, every Sunday when there's no pay-per-view, listen to Gerard and Michelle Howard with TNA Main Event Talk each Sunday from 5 to 7. This Sunday they will not be on, but every Sunday when there's no pay-per-view, listen to the best TNA double duo out there on radio. And the caller ID for that is 142131-POUND. That is usually from 5 to 6 or 5 to 7 every Sunday afternoon here on Talk Shoe. This week, of course, there will be no show due to the pay-per-view, but every Sunday when there is no pay-per-view, catch the double duo of Michelle Lindotts and Gerard T. Smith with TNA Main Event Talk as they will tell you their thoughts of TNA of the past week and uh, what the state of TNA is in their own eyes. However, of course, this Monday, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will be talking about the aftermath of Clash of the Champions. Sean Gross, myself, and whoever else stops by on Raw Radio beginning at 3 p.m. The call ID is 138744-POUND. Of course, we've had 61 shows now. We'll be going into our 62nd show this week, so that's very good news to say the least. And, of course, don't forget this Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, barring any time. We're not sure of the time yet, but right now we're going to say 1 o'clock at this time. Uh, we will be on with the Power Hour. We will talk about the past week's shows and give you our thoughts as what has been going on, ladies and gentlemen. You can listen to that every Saturday afternoon beginning at 1 p.m. with Mr. WCW Chad Hinshaw and myself, along with whoever stops by. The call ID is 141364-POUND here on TalkShow. And, of course, all of our shows every week and every day are archived by their own lovely, lovely, classy lady herself, MLD, Michelle Lynn Dodds, who, of course, does a lot for us. However, we'd like to uh, appreciate, thank her and appreciate that by giving us her thoughts, however, and telling us, uh, what she thinks of our show. So, Michelle, we appreciate that, and we want to thank you for doing that for us. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, getting to our next match, ladies and gentlemen, here's another great match for you folks. However, the fourth match of the night, ladies and gentlemen, it was Baron Corbin, Mr. End of Days himself, and, of course, the man who um, won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, of course, uh, mind you, this past year, uh, ladies and gentlemen, who at one time also played professional football for a couple of years with the Indianapolis Colts and Arizona Cardinals, if you will, taking on the Samoan submission machine. And at one time, the former NXT world champion Samoa Joe uh, here. As a result, however, Samoa Joe did defeat Baron Corbin with the Kikina Clutch, however. And as a result, however, uh, Joe won the match here as the referee called the match and ended it, giving the Samoan submission machine victory. Uh, my thoughts about this match, this was really good. This was entertaining. It was exciting. 
again, these two worked hard. Of course, Samoa Joe at one time the form was an NXT World Champion. Of course, he lost the title. As you know, this past year uh, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 to uh, Shinze Nakamura, the king of strong style, if you will. And as a result, just a few weeks ago, Nakamura was attacked by Joe, however, on NXT, uh, resulting in some permanent injuries for the champion. As a result, last night on NXT, of course, uh, Nakamura uh, was told by Joe, however, basically, excuse me, Joe was told by Joe, yes, was told by Joe, I should say, uh, that not to return anytime soon because if he did, uh, he would be in more pain than he was before. As a result, Samoa Joe is now demanding to Commissioner William Regal we understand a rematch with Nakamura possibly down the road sometime, whether it be on uh, the WWE Network NXT show itself or possibly at the next TakeOver show, which will be coming up in November in Toronto, which will be very, very interesting to see if they go that way. I think that's the way they're going with it at this point, if you ask me. But uh, that being said, uh, Samoa Joe on this night, of course, uh, was starting to get his feet known in the door. Of course, he had arrived in NXT just a few months before and and was looking to make a big impact right away. Uh, as a result, he did just that, ladies and gentlemen, in more ways than one. And as a result, the Samoan submission machine, as I like to call him, however, definitely has shown uh, that he uh, means business, no question about it. Of course, originally, he made his debut a few months before this, however, at NXT, while uh, stopping the champion Kevin Owens, and it looked like the two of them were going to be gumming the blows. As a result, that never happened, unfortunately, however, and as a result, however, uh, needless to say, actually, my mistake, they did uh, fight only once, however, and, of course, that ended in a no contest, however, but, unfortunately, if these two were to fight again, I can tell you one thing, it'd be a great match. I think both of them would deliver in a lot of ways. I think it'd be very entertaining. I think the fans would be in for a treat, if you ask me. Again, um... Kevin Owens, of course, at one time was the NXT World Champion going into this event, of course, but he had lost the belt just a few months before, or less than a month before, I should say, my mistake, at the hands of uh, Finn Balor, the Demon King, if you will, in Tokyo, in front of 8,500 fans there in Japan. Uh, Samoa Joe, as I mentioned, of course, was just getting his feet wet into the WWE around this time after debuting a few months before. As a result, um, this was a pretty good match, like I said, by taking on Baron Corbin. Of course, Baron Corbin, as you know, known as Mr. End of Days, as I like to call him. Uh, six foot seven, six six seven, six six seven, six eight. Doesn't really matter. A very big guy in his own right. He would uh, take on, uh, as I mentioned, of course, Samoa Joe on this night. As a result, Samoa Joe choked him out with the Kikina Clutch, his uh, UFC type maneuver, and as a result, he made uh, Baron Corbin pass out due to this. Um, overall, however, if you ask me, I thought this was a really good match. I thought both of these guys tried their best, and at the end of the day, that's all you can ask for. Um, overall, my thoughts, like I said, this could have gone another two or three minutes, however, I think it would have been a decent match. But yeah, overall, however, I thought these two fought a really half-decent match. It was one of the better matches of the night, unlike the match before involving uh, Apollo Crews and, of course, uh, Ty Dillinger. As I mentioned, Ty Dillinger, the perfect 10. I do think the WWE is uh, missing the bone on this guy. I do think in time you're going to see this guy up on the roster at some point before the end of this year, maybe possibly early next year. It depends on if they keep him down there just a little longer. Um, Blake and Murphy, I mentioned them. They have been a great tag team within the last few years of NXT. They've fought all the best teams out there, American Alpha, the Hype Bros, uh 
who else can I think of here? I'm trying to think of some other teams that they fought down there in NXT. Um, Dash and Dawson, uh, excuse me, not Dash and Dawson. Um, I can't remember uh, the, the Ascension, the Lucha Dragons, um, just some of the names that uh, really they've gone through and basically run through them like a buzzsaw. So I'm surprised that these guys have not been brought up to the main roster yet, referring to Dash and Dawson. I do think, however, they're uh, missing the boat on them. Referring to Blake and Murphy, uh, they have become a very good team. They've also dealt with teams like uh, Enzo and Cass. Uh, they've also dealt with teams like the Vaude Villains, of course, as I mentioned, referring to the Vaude Villains. I think the Vaude Villains have not done much yet. Uh, it's a shame because I think these guys, referring to English and Gotch, do have a pretty good future ahead of them. At least I hope they do. Uh, that being said, of course, another team that they have dealt with uh, over the course of time uh, includes, uh, I think here, Kalisa and Sinkara. Yes, they did take on uh, Kalisa and Sinkara at one time, however, uh, mind you, and as a result, were defeated by them. But yeah, overall, Blake and Murphy, I think they're missing the boat on these guys, if you ask me. And I think if they bring them up to the roster soon, maybe Alexa Bliss can be reunited with them. Of course, the Vaudevillains, as I said, they were a good team back in NXT. Uh, they did stop the Ascension from making it to a year as far as champions goes, but they really haven't done much since they uh, basically came up to the WWE. Of course, they uh, came up in early April with the roster and as a result have not done anything really exciting uh, as of late. That being said, I do think the Gentleman Bruiser and the Artiste, better known as English and Gotch, I think will get their comeuppance in time. I just think uh, right now they haven't done much to wow me or wow anyone else for that matter as of yet, but on this night here in Brooklyn, uh, taking on Blake and Murphy, I think they did uh, kind of impress people with their uh, helper assistant, if you will, Blue Pants, and as a result, uh, Blue Pants and the Vaude Villains on this night kind of put the screws into Blake and Murphy denying the tag team titles, and as a result, won the tag team titles outright with the Whirling Dervish, their neckbreaker finisher. Uh, that being said, I thought it was a good match again. It went 8 to 10 minutes, near 10 and a half minutes. So that being said, that's what I've got to say about that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, up next, however, was probably the best one, the two best matches on this card, however. It was Bailey taking on Sasha Banks. Of course, Bailey and Sasha Banks knowing each other all so well. Of course, uh, these two girls, of course, will be taking on the current women's champion, Charlotte Flair, this coming Sunday at Clash of the Champions, of course, in a three-way dance for the WWE Women's Championship, but on this night, this was the, for the WWE NXT Women's Championship, if you will. As a result, uh, Sasha Banks, of course, as you know, uh, going into this, however, had become the, was actually the second longest reign champion at the time, however, mind you, or the third longest reign champion at the time, mind you, by uh, holding the belt over 192 days, of course. Uh, she, of course, uh, had won the belt earlier in the year by defeating Bailey and Becky Lynch, along with Charlotte Howard in February. As a result, Bailey demanded Howard one more opportunity. Uh, it seemed like Howard to show everyone, including Sasha, what it took to get the job done. And uh, let's just say, boy, howdy, did she ever, however. And as a result, these two put on a phenomenal match, probably one of the best women's matches I've seen in the last 20-some years, however. I mean, they literally tore the house down, to say the least. And at the end of the night, uh, Bailey, let's just say, and her super fans, led by Izzy, of course, her number one fan, had reason to celebrate, as well as her mom, as well as everyone else at the WWE Universe, for that matter. And as a result, she defeated Sasha by becoming the new woman's champion. Of course, afterward, we saw probably one of the most 
surreal scenes you want to see in wrestling history. Of course, we all remember what happened back in 1996 with the Click Farewell uh, there at MSG involving Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Well, this night, however, was known as the Brooklyn Curtain Call, if you will. And as a result, Howard it had Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, and uh, Becky Lynch uh, holding up the symbol of the horsemen, or as they like to call themselves, the horsewomen, if you will. And as a result, the four of them held up the four fingers of excellence, Howard signifying that they were the best out there. And certainly they did not disappoint whatsoever. They had me crying. They had everyone else crying for that matter. And a little bit of a smile across their face, too. As a result, Bailey uh, shocked the world, let's just say by defeating Sasha Banks and showing that uh, on this night, however, she could definitely take this to the bank and uh, say, I defeated you for once, however. I defeated you and took away your woman's title. Uh, of course, these two would then rematch later on down the road. Of course, a few months later, the NXT TakeOver respected a 30-minute Iron Woman match, which was incredible, like this one. Uh, Dave Meltzer even said, however, mind you, after this matchup, um, and even after the one in October, that those were two of the best women's matches of the year of 2015. I would have to agree with him there. I mean, those girls absolutely busted their button. Then some, I've had a chance to go back and watch those matches again and again. And I'll tell you what, if you've never seen those matches, folks, I suggest you check them both out. They were just absolutely breathtaking and amazing. I mean, they were absolutely incredible. They stole the show. They absolutely got the crowd cheering for them, and rightly so. I mean, they really made me and I think everyone else out there believe that women's wrestling, um, like I said, was back with a purpose on this night. I mean, they just absolutely continued to just, like I said, impress everyone, to say the least. And like I said, at the end of the night, however, uh, they just uh, showed uh, what they meant by um, just doing what they were supposed to be doing, you know, and, and that's that's what's important. I think at the end of the night, however, you saw what happened, however, and that is two great women go out there, give it their all, and just wow the audience with their ability. And uh, Bailey and Sasha definitely did that that night in Brooklyn. They absolutely wowed me. They wowed everybody for that matter. And at the end of the day, uh, Bailey showed, however, just like Sasha had done before, however, that she was all heart, she was all uh, passion and energy and this and that. And that's good to see. That's really good to see. And as a result, however, she became the new woman's champion. And what happened after her but the uh, symbol in the ring, I mean, words don't even describe it, folks. Like I said, if you've never seen it or have not watched this, I suggest you check it out on YouTube or some website that would carry the whole match. Because, I mean, that match there is what women's wrestling is all about. Like I said, however, a lot of people said that after this uh, particular show, that was the match of the year in the women's division. I would have to agree. It was one of the best women's matches of the year, hands down. And it definitely had a lot of people talking, as I mentioned, in more ways than one. So there you go. Um, definitely very exciting, to say the very least. And speaking of which, ladies and gentlemen, that leads us now into our big main event, ladies and gentlemen. Our big main event here on NXT TakeOver 1 Brooklyn. It was Finn Bauer, the champion, taking on Kevin Owens in a ladder match for the WWE slash NXT Men's Championship. I was at Women's Title, I'm going to say Men's Championship. But prior to that, it was announced, however, after the show, however, should I say, after the show this night, that the WWE would have TakeOver again, however, along with SummerSlam and Raw in the same building the following year and the year after that. So you can tell that uh, WWE was definitely on to something here this night in Brooklyn. However, the fans really, really were excited, to say the least. In fact, uh, one person, Darren Gutrich of ProWrestling.net, said that the event was amazing and that the brand did not look out of place on a big stage at the Barclays Center and it's truly remarkable. 
blown away by how uh, the show went. He also said that the women's match was definitely the match of the night, Heller, and just absolutely incredible. While the main event was a very good effort with high storytelling value of an amazing ladder match. Uh, Dave Meltzer, on the other hand, said this about the pay-per-view later on, that the women's match was a 5 out of 5, Heller, while the NXT main event, Heller, was pretty good itself. Overall, however, the show was about a three and a half to a four star out of five rating, however, and was definitely worth watching. And again, I would have to agree with both of those gentlemen. It was definitely worth watching. Um, as far as my top two matches of the night, Heller, what I liked, Heller, again, I've been talking about this match for the last several moments now, and I'll talk about it one more time before I let it go. I would say the women's match was definitely the match of the night. The other match that was really great was the main event, obviously. Uh, the match that, that could have been better, as I felt, like I said earlier, and I'm, even Dave Meltzer agreed with me on this one, however, was the Apollo Cruz tied Dillinger match. It was about less than five minutes. It could have been a lot better. I think Apollo Cruz could have been given a little more time and given a better entrance, but over the course of time, however, he would start to improve ever so slightly and has done pretty well since. But on this night, becoming a newcomer and whatnot, it was understandable that he was a little shaky, a little nervous, I'm sure, and edgy as we all were, and wondering who this guy would be. As a result, he fought okay, but again, he could have been and should have done just a little bit better. So, that being said, that's what I thought. Oh, well. Anyway, let's get back to the main event now. How I tell you what the main event was here on this show. It was Finn Balor taking on the master of the pop-up powerbomb, Kevin Owens. As a result, these two went 22 minutes even, however, and as a result, Finn Balor, who had just won the title literally almost six weeks before in Tokyo, however, once again, delivered an incredible match, however, here in more ways than one. As a result, however, uh, he uh, absolutely stole the show here in more ways than one as far as the evening goes. I mean, you talk about a long-term champion, of course, uh, Finn Balor has uh, done pretty darn well. I mean, Finn Balor will go down, in my eyes, next to Adrian Neville as probably one of the greatest NXT world champions of all time. Of course, Finn Balor held the belt for over 292 days, of course. Adrian Neville held the belt for 287 days, followed by Bo Dallas in third place at 280. Um, so you talk about the top three guys who, uh, well, let's just say, made a stamp on the NXT universe. Let's just say uh, it was these three gentlemen here, uh, Neville, Dallas, and Balor. Balor, of course, leading the way with 292, with Neville not far behind at 287. Um, overall, however, as far as the matchup goes between uh, Balor and Owens, I thought it was a great main event. Uh, their matchup in Tokyo was pretty good, too, I thought, but this one was a little bit better than the one in Tokyo, I thought. These guys did not disappoint whatsoever, and once again, while the NXT Universe with their ability of the ladder, of course, Bo Dallas, as you know, uh, took on Adrian Neville in the first ever NXT matchup, however, uh, with the ladder, however, and as a result, that was the night Neville uh, became the champion and ended Bo's reign as far as NXT World Champion goes. Owens was looking to get back his NXT title here and try to take away Finn Balor's uh, short reign as champion, but that was not to be the case here. As a result, however, Finn Balor hung tough, however, and barely survived in one piece, let's just say, by defeating the master of the pop-up powerbomb, Kevin Owens, and retaining his belt in a very hard-fought physical battle, to say the least. So, yeah, overall, however, a very good match. The ending where Balor executed his uh, double-leg stomp called the coup de gras on Owens was incredible. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't blow out his leg or even tear any ligaments in his leg at this point following the matchup. But, yeah, overall, it was an intense battle between the two of them, and they absolutely, again, 
wild me, wild everyone else out there, how I just showed everyone what it took to be a champion. So needless to say, this was a great match in more ways than one. So there you have it, folks. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 1 from 2015, August of last year. On the whole, a scale of 1 to 10, I would have to give this show almost an 8.5 to a 9 out of 10. This was a phenomenal show from top to bottom. We had six great matches. Uh, the, the three out of the six that wild me, of course, I mentioned the two already. The other match that kind of really wild me, if you will, and I was always a sucker for this one, however, and even now going back and watching it again, over and over again would have to be the tag match. The Vaudevillains taking on Blake and Murphy. I thought the Vaudevillains had a really good match here. But the two matches that are worth watching on this show, as I mentioned, and I'll say it one more time, that are definitely worth watching, however, is the main event, obviously, and then the semi-main event, especially the semi-main event first before you watch the main event. You would want to watch that first before you watch the main event. Uh, just an incredible matchup between Bailey and Sasha Banks. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we still got about 20 minutes to go. Some other uh, quick uh, quips that we're going to talk about real quick. Uh, don't forget, Saturday night, 138982 at 9 p.m. You can listen to Gerard T. Smith and Michelle Lynn Dodds uh, give you their opinion of this week's Clash of the Champions, as well as Raw, NXT, SmackDown, ROH, TNA, UFC, whatever, on Attitude Radio. Of course, join the best Saturday night duo of uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, telling it like it is, as they give you their opinions. And this week promises to be a very action-packed show. You might want to check that out. Also, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out, ladies and gentlemen, on Wednesday night, however, our triple stacker beginning at 6.30 with Outside the Ropes. Mr. WCW, Chad Hinshaw, and myself talk about your favorite movies, music, non-sports wrestling, whether it be football, baseball, basketball, music, as well as anything uh, floating in the world of online uh, social media. The call ID is 141387 for that show. And then, of course, on Wednesday night, of course, join Gerard, myself, and Michelle, the King and Queen, as well as uh, the Iceman, Telling it like it is, as we pull no punches at the wrestling debate table every Wednesday night, beginning at 8 p.m., ladies and gentlemen. Of course, last night's show was a very good show. We talked about factions from the past that were great and not so great. Uh, we also talk about other things uh, every week here at the debate table, and the caller ID number for that show is 139925-POUND. So you might want to check that out every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. with wrestling debate as Gerard T. Smith, the Black Widow, and the Iceman. Tell it like it is how a debate team will give you their two cents at the wrestling debate circle. Um, some upcoming events, however, ladies and gentlemen, just to remind you, of course, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, coming up, ladies and gentlemen, uh, on November 19th of this year, NXT TakeOver Toronto will be coming to you live from the Air Canada Center. That's going to be a lot of fun. We do not know yet what the main event was going to be, but from what I've been gathering so far, it looks like there is some talk, or could be a rematch in the works between Samoa Joe, the Samoan submission machine, and the current champion, Shinsei Nakamura, who took the title away from Samoa Joe after Samoa Joe won the belt originally, ladies and gentlemen, uh, back in April this past year from uh, Finn Balor, if you will. As a result, uh, Nakamura, who is now six weeks into his title reign, of course, apparently got attacked a few weeks ago at the hands of Samoa Joe, as a result, we do not know how long uh, Samoa Joe will be continuing his, let's just say, reign of terror, so to speak. But uh, we did understand the other night, however, on NXT, however, that apparently he confronted Commissioner William Regal about this and told him that he wants Nakamura back in the ring after what had happened in Brooklyn, after Nakamura apparently broke his jaw, referring to Samoa Joe's jaw, that is, ladies and gentlemen, 
As a result, we do not know yet if uh, Commissioner Regal will grant that request by Samoa Joe, but you can bet uh, it's going to be very interesting to see what will happen. Mind you, uh, like I said, it's going to be a good match, I feel. Uh, Those guys are going to absolutely go out there and tear it up, I'm sure, again, uh, possibly coming up at uh, NXT TakeOver uh, Toronto. That should be a very great match, a show, I should say. Uh, I think you're going to be in for a real treat to watch that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, coming up there this uh, week, or not this week, excuse me, not this week, coming up in November. Uh, Some other news and notes that are going on in the world of wrestling today. Uh, As we uh, told you, ladies and gentlemen, there's been a lot going on outside of wrestling as of late, and... uh, we have now uh, heard, according to reports, that SmackDown Live this week took a 1.7 rating after 185 the week before, so they kind of went down this week. Uh, Monday Night Raw ratings were not that very good. Um, of course, last night, ladies and gentlemen, it was also announced, however, that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Title Tournament will be starting up again, and I believe it began last night with the first round, if I'm not mistaken. And... Uh, if it did not start last night, it will definitely start next week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, in more ways than one, of course. Don't forget, uh, TNA is coming up tonight. It should be a very interesting show. Uh, now, some of the matches that happened last night on NXT uh, include the following, in case you're curious, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was Austin Aries taking on One Lorcan. Lor- One Lorcan. Uh, of course, Austin Aries right now having his issues, obviously, with Hideo Tommy, better known to you all at one time as Kenta. We understand that Aries and uh, Tommy have been battling back and forth with each other the last few weeks, and I would not be surprised down the road we see a matchup with those two one-on-one. Also, uh, Billy Kay returned to the scene, taking on uh, wrestler Ayla, and as a result, the Australian beauty, Billy Kay, caught her with a boot, winning that match. And... In the main event, ladies and gentlemen, a pretty good matchup that was very unique, however, mind you. It was Cedric Alexander, ladies and gentlemen, the one of the cruiserweights, of course, ladies and gentlemen, however, uh, taking on Andrea Almas, of course. Andrea Almas, of course, was a former IWGP champion at one time with the IC belt, taking on one of the cruiserweights of the Cruiserweight Challenge, if you will. So uh, there you go. Um, a quick side note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we do understand and we have just now heard that apparently that the tournament for the Dusty Roads matter will start next week, folks. I believe it's next week they'll start with that. So there you go, folks. So in case you're wondering when that will be starting, that will be starting uh, very soon. So a week from last night, ladies and gentlemen, so a week from this coming last night, this past evening, you will see uh, the NXT, excuse me, the... Um, on the uh, NXT Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Tournament start up again, according to Commissioner William Regal. As a result, however, uh, some of the teams that have been entered the tournament, in fact, we found out some of the teams who have decided to enter the tournament, however, we'll tell you who they are in just a few minutes, folks. Uh, of course, last week, as you know, NXT uh, did TV tapings a week ago. Uh, we did not find out who has been entered in the term, but I can tell you right now how that has all of a sudden changed due to the fact that we just heard uh, who will be in this year's tag team tournament. So we're going to tell you who the uh, participants are this year in the Dusty Rhodes annual tag team tournament, if you will. Tournament, however. 
And uh, here is the uh, brackets as of now, ladies and gentlemen, and tell you who's fighting who. In case you're curious, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the Authors of Pain, believe it or not, uh, a new uh, tag team that made its debut just recently in the NXT universe. The Revival, TM61, Bobby Roode and Ty Dillinger, uh, Cedric Alexander and Andrea Cien Almas, uh, Tino Savitelli and Riddick Moss, and I believe Tomasio Siapa and Johnny Gargano, believe it, are also in this tournament too, folks. So uh, you might want to keep your eyes and ears peeled, folks. However, it's going to be very interesting to see, however, which of these teams will win. Right now, uh, in my opinion, I think the team that could win this thing and overall just take it all, however, could be the team that is the Authors of Pain. I think these guys are here uh, like the Road Warriors. They're not here to play games. They're going out there to hurt you, and they will hurt you badly. And I think uh, coming up, however, at uh, the finals hour in November, I think you'll see them take on either Thomas Siapa and Johnny Gargano or possibly maybe uh, Alexander and his partner maybe in the final. If not, I can see at this point no one stopping this team. I really can't. I don't think this team is... Uh, going to be beatable by any means whatsoever. I think they're going to run through the tournament like uh, gangbusters and be in the finals before you know it. So uh, for all you teams who are trying to stop this team, referring to the authors of pain, I wish you all good luck because I think right now uh, this team, referring to the authors of pain, are uh, just out there to hurt people and hurt people bad. Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for listening to four, episode number 43. We were supposed to have a special couple guests join us here this afternoon, but unfortunately they had prior obligations, which is understandable. But don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in about five hours from now with Todd Peels, Michelle Lindards, and Gerard T. Smith will take you in for the early part of the evening. I am your host, the Iceman, Jerry Dijon. Don't forget, next week we'll be up back with another episode, episode number 44, the big 4-4, if you will, here on Wrestling Revisit. So for now... I want to thank you all for listening again today. It was my pleasure treating you to a very special, rare Thursday afternoon edition of Wrestling Visit. Unfortunately, because of a prior obligation, we got started late this week, however, but we're back on track now. Uh, WWS Wrestling Visit is a proud member of the Talk Shoe Family Network, and we're one year older, continue to get bolder. And as always, uh, we want to thank you for listening in and uh, just join it. And if you have any questions, you can always uh, drop us a line on Facebook.com or Whatever uh, floats your boat, you know, we'll be glad to take your questions on the air and comments on the air when we feel like it on any of our shows. But for now, uh, this is the Iceman saying so long from Ringside Hour, and now I uh, just got to say have a great rest of the day, and we'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye.